0: you ready, eager young space cadets? Me, me. I call a pudding the
1: Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom!
0: Hello, and welcome back to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today is a returning guest and super excited to talk about the new trailer for Looney Tunes Cartoons. It is SC, otherwise known as Looney Arts. Welcome back to the
1: show. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's nice in New York, but very isolated. I'm sure. Uh, How are you holding up and everything? We're holding up pretty fine. We're all doing pretty well. Great. Glad to hear it.
0: Uh, So, yeah, today we are going to be talking about the trailer that dropped uh, thanks to HBO Max. We have a whole slew of trailers uh, for their new content, but specifically... Uh, The one related to this podcast is the new Looney Tunes cartoons, which are amazing uh, to look at. They're so vibrant and lush and like the characters have a retro feel.
1: The backgrounds are still holding up pretty well. Alex Kirkwood's designs are doing a pretty good job.
0: For sure. And I love the situations that these characters are getting themselves into. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into that. But first, we're going to talk about some news tangentially related to Looney Tunes, which is Scooby Doo. Uh, he had a new movie that was set to come out in theaters this summer, mm-hmm. but it next is next month now... actually.
1: Oh wow, and next It was month. delayed, and then and then they decided just to put it on video, the on-demand.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be coming to digital and uh, streaming and uh, video on-demand uh, for people to watch at home. Uh, during this weird time, um, everyone obviously uh, at the podcast hopes you, dear listener, are doing well. Um, but in case you were bored and needed something more to do, uh, we're getting a Scooby-Doo movie to watch during this time, uh, which is kind of exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. I suspected with the scooby movie, if it was to get a theatrical release on time next month, it would have probably have had the Tom and Jerry movie, like a trailer for it. Right,
0: which is coming out later this year uh, as of right now. December. Yeah, scheduled for December. And uh, maybe we'll get the trailer dropping online when the Scooby-Doo movie hits the VOD. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was excited about the Scooby-Doo project. Uh, what did you think about the trailer for that?
1: I thought it looked pretty well. Um, I believe it's real effects doing the animation. Like they did the animation for the CGI shorts a decade ago. They okay. do a pretty good job with the designs, and it looks pretty well.
0: I was confused as to how many storylines are in this movie, just because we had like a uh, origin story of uh, Scooby and Shaggy, and then we had like an alien abduction thing going on, and then we had a haunted house. So I think it begins with like a childhood
1: origin story, then it goes into like adulthood with like two different storylines at once. Name
0: his names. Scooby. Middle name. Doobie. Last name. Do. But yeah, I was interested in that. So uh, I'll have to check that out when that comes out on VOD next month. Yeah. So Tom and Jerry is getting a revamp in a movie. Um, Are they doing CGI for that?
1: Um, It's an interesting process. They said it's CGI, but they're using a lot of effects to make it look like it's 2D. So sort of like Paperboy and sort of like really trying to make it 3D and push Trying to make it really look two D and push that to the max.
0: Okay. Um, the you're talking about the Pixar short, right? Uh, Paperman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they used three uh, D uh, models, but two D eyes, right? Or mm-hmm. something, or the reverse of that. Was it three D um, eyes? I'm
1: not sure. Hmm.
0: I I do remember they developed new technology for that, which uh, looked astounding. And if they're using that for Tom and Jerry, I cannot wait to see that.
1: It looks like it was um, 3D animated, but 2D shaded, so it looked very 2D.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so, hopefully, that retains its release date, and we get to see that at the end of this year, and we get mm-hmm. a trailer online this summer. Um, but I believe you wanted to make a point about how Warner Brothers is reusing and rebranding
1: their older content and yeah, their older see. IP. It seems that recently they've been really trying to um get get sort of their characters back to roots. Like the like like with the Tom and Jerry show that came out like two thousand fourteen. Had a different art style but was purely the same nonchalant violence instead of like the home to video movies we get every other year. It seems like they're really trying to get like their classic characters, such as these new shorts.
0: Right. Mm. Cool so let's go into the hbo max news uh we have a release date of may 27th i'm
1: absolutely shocked at this golden silence they were doing for so long
0: well i mean obviously they wanted to build up anticipation and yeah. you know they started i think it, it made off
1: actually pretty well if you look at the um twitter thing for the trailer it actually has more reviews than Di- than the dynamite dance video on youtube in in about 24 hours
0: okay great if anyone is finding this podcast and this is your first episode please go watch dynamite dance because it's a really good illustration of what we can Mm -hmm. expect from these shorts Mm -hmm. and that's like a teaser of a of a trailer in itself it was
1: it was considered a proof of concept by um one of the writers when i tuned into one of his streams i forget how to pronounce his last name i'm sorry to butcher it mike Rocco. okay He said that it was – he didn't consider it much of an actual short and considered it more of a um, proof of concept as to what the series would be, which is respectful.
0: Yeah, and I really enjoyed watching um, Mm -hmm. what they came up with for that. And the – obviously, we we covered that on the podcast already in its own mini-review. But it, it holds up, and it's really good. Um, the timing is impeccable. It's obviously set to a song, like a classic orchestrated piece. Yep. Uh, you Dance don't have out. any dialogue, but that's okay <clears throat> because the the violence and like everything going on in it is I, so I, entertaining.
1: I've heard a lot of reviews for, for this series from people like to Annecy and Owada, and they said that the one thing that stands out is how incredibly violent these new shorts are.
0: Right. Mm hmm. And the only mandate that they had
1: was they couldn't have guns in them, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe that was the only mandate was guns, and but I believe in an interview last summer they said that they had not faced any form of censorship yet. Okay. That. So I would say prepare for some shorts to be incredibly violent.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So it's uh, it's Looney Tunes. Uh, it should be violent it should be over the top mm-hmm. and explosive, which uh, if, we're seeing if, exactly those things from the trailer.
1: I would, and I would definitely say that from what I saw, these new shorts stand on their own. they're they're definitely influenced by classic directors but they're not but they're not necessarily directly that style. They're their own thing in a sense.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And from what we know, there are different teams working on Mm -hmm. selections of these, uh, these shorts.
1: I think it's like 20 storyboard artists writing and they, and like three to five directors and they basically mix match them differently for each short. So That way there's always different brain trust in a sense.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really excited about seeing all of these come to fruition. Uh, let's, dive into the uh, animation
1: magazine article um mm-hmm. this
0: was recently recently released uh yeah, last
1: week yes it was um i believe um it was sunday the day before the oh, sunday
0: right and on the looney tunes 90th birthday and, yeah yeah um so that's really cool uh good timing on warner brothers part <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So we had this article drop, which covers a slew of things behind the scenes, uh, including mm-hmm. Eric Bauza's voice performance and what he's doing with the characters, as well as just um, the overall team behind bringing these Looney Tunes to the modern modern day.
1: Pete Browngart, the guy who brought us Uncle Grandpa, is behind these. And it definitely seems like they've been working on these for a very long time. Like their origins began in the fall of 2017, which means that it's been more than two years since these have been in production. Oh,
0: yeah, it shows in the quality so far. And I've only seen one of them. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing that we're getting new Looney Tune content in 2020 and it's It's of this quality, you know? Um, So I'm really thankful for that. But I wanted to highlight uh, some of the things from this article. Um, First of all, was there anything that stood out to you?
1: Stood out to me? Hmm. It said... I always noted that um, indies, it seemed as if they tried to highlight, like, a lot of stuff. And definitely when I read Bowser's... Bowser's interview—he—he he definitely expressed things of a genuine cartoon fan, which is always a good starting point.
0: Right, and you're talking about Eric Bowser, the voice of Bugs Bunny,
1: Stretch stuff. Daffy Duck, Wee- I just love technology. Marvin. I claim this in the name of Mars. Yes, yes, and I believe on a comment he said he was doing a few others that that we'd see later.
0: Oh, that's exciting.
1: And since you, the article is public, you can also see that there's a photo of Bugs and Sam, which that we also saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I believe that short's called Arm Wrestling Championship, and um, it looked it looks to actually be pretty fun. The first, I I got a pretty good laugh out of the tickling joke.
0: Oh yes, I love the the hand tickle, <laughs> um, and it's good Bugs is being uh, prepared because he's wearing gloves. <laughs>
1: yes, he's wearing them. He's wearing the nice garden yellow gloves. Yes. To me, it showed sort of a weird detail of how in depth they want to go with the origins that they wanted to pick an obscure detail like that.
0: Yeah, no, I I like it. It gives it its retro feel and obviously harkens back to uh, that early early style of Bugs yep, Um mm-hmm. Obviously, like the, the Bob Clampett style, which uh, mm-hmm. I love. I'm I'm here for.
1: I said it to you before. Art Art Davis is is strangely my favorite director, but I always love. But since he's basically a different version of Clampett, I of course love Clampett stuff.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big Art Davis fan, but um, it's great to hear. Uh, there's more love yeah. out there for Bob Clampett. Cause I'm, I'm yep. a huge fan of his as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of fans of the originals, uh, Brown guard in this interview uh, talks about his favorite shorts and mm-hmm. uh, he names falling hair, hair ribbon, buccaneer bunny and hair raising hair. And, As some of his favorites. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really glad to see that Hair Raising Hair made that list because that's one of mine. It's
1: funny because it's also the first Gossamer and we also did see Gossamer in the trailer.
0: Yes, and that part was amazing. I really enjoyed Bux's new rendition on getting Gossamer to be distracted. And yeah. hopefully uh that that plays as well as it does in the trailer in the short itself. But yeah, that uh, <laughs> photo shoot looks
1: incredible. I wonder how long some of these shorts have been completed that, that that we haven't seen at all until this trailer.
0: I'm sure a lot of them. Uh just because yeah. they've been, you know, been uh worked I just on noticed for now when really looking at time. the
1: image that he's wearing high heels.
0: Yes. Uh the Marilyn Monroe. Uh, yeah. parody. <laughs> Marilyn <Yeah>.
1: Monroe. <laughs> All about silly little jokes like that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, one of my favorite references is at the very end of the trailer, but when Daffy smashes Porky, I, when I Daffy read on Twitter that Mike Porky. Lensky
1: wrote that joke.
0: Oh, really? Has he, uh, has he worked on Lewington content before or is he new to I that? I believe
1: he, I, the only thing I could hear that he worked on before was a uh, mighty Magisaurus. And I believe he moved on to a new project recently. But okay. I don't... That is unknown currently. Hmm. Cool.
0: Or well, maybe it's that uh, Robert Zemeckis Looney Tunes
1: project. Oh, tuned out? Yeah. I'm. I'm pro- that probably is not going to be out on launch. I wasn't expecting it to be. Because we hadn't heard too much of it. Yeah, I think it'll happen way later. But I'm excited yeah. about it.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I love that joke at the end where Daffy mm-hmm. slams Porky's head in the, uh, the drum... Mm-hmm. And it has the Merry Melodies uh, Looney, Tunes Looney Tunes logo over it. And uh, oh, it, he goes, e-
1: that's it.
0: <laughs> right. It's a take on the whole. That's all folks at the very end of most of the uh, classic shorts. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, this article is really cool. If you haven't tracked it down yet. Um,
1: um, Eric Bowser posted the whole thing.
0: Yes. And uh, animation magazine is allowing people to read it for free. Uh, on their website, you can go to Animation Magazine and uh, find a digital copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's two parts to it. Uh, the first part is for, obviously, like, Brown Guard and the team. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is um, a magical word yeah. of of uh, Mr. Bowser talking about um, his work on Looney Tunes and uh, what Mel Blank meant mm-hmm. to him and and all of this uh, respect that he has for the old animation um, style mm-hmm. and, and the, the character voices and everything uh, here is just amazing. Mm. So if you're a fan of the, uh, the old school mm-hmm. Looney Tunes voices, I think uh, you're going to get a kick out of what
1: Eric Bows is bringing to it. Like definitely in, in the trailer, I loved his acting. Like, like I know a lot of people talked about it, the I Am Amused line, he definitely is really trying to go for those old screams he would do in some of the Clampin' and Tashlin cartoons.
0: Oh yeah, and that was one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, from like the trailer, just that moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so much here to love and mm-hmm. to take away um, that uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you just can't help but be excited about yeah. uh,
1: all of this. I know that a lot of people were talking about Bugs having a smartphone, but I often feel that phones are now sort of timeless in a sense right? because they stuck with us for a, for now 10 years. So I can see why Bugs has one. It doesn't bother me.
0: It used to bother me, but now actually seeing it in this context, it doesn't at all, and it would feel awkward if he it's didn't. It's really
1: funny. It, it, it brought in an old joke, and it made it new.
0: Yeah, and also Looney Tunes were always at the pinnacle of satirizing yeah. what's going on yeah. in modern mm-hmm. culture and so mm-hmm. yeah. if you know shorts like didn't have a phone it would be weird
1: was really sort of one of those shorts that nobody would really get because it's more or less well at least the average person some people may not understand like what does so big mean because that was like an old drama novel from the 20s mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so
1: sort of stuff like that can can show sort of how how looney tunes were doing sort of like hip things before Clampett especially was noted to be like a young hipster during his days. <laughs>
0: That's funny. So in this short, uh, specifically with the phone, cause he's saying, call the kids. He has, <laughs> Bugs has a bunch of kids. Yes. Um, are we to assume that he had them with Lola or is there going to be a new character introduced?
1: I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining it's going to be some sort of like weird one-off girlfriend that he had. Cause right. I'm a, I've often noted that in, Every Looney Tunes thing that they've done with Lola, she's always has a different personality. Mm-hmm. So, so I just wasn't expecting them to rebrand her again, Right. and just instead use like a one-off girl if they ever needed one. I loved Elmer's expression during the whole part of that too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> with his pink nose and his uh, <laughs> bewilderment, his his
1: yeah. eyes. Yeah,
0: but uh, I I would really like to see a a interpretation of lola in this context because we obviously never had her show up in uh any form like this before and if they could retroactively figure out how she would fit in i think that would be really fun
1: yep i think they're probably going to be like doing a lot of things like that like i heard from an anonymous source who had watched them that um there were some adult jokes and like someone noted that um one of them had like tweety um Sort of like doing like the old like um, eyebrow thing, which did happen in the trailer. So I thought, oh, he was right.
0: It wouldn't be Looney Tunes without adult humor.
1: Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Looney Tunes if it, didn't, if, you, if it didn't have signing for, for everybody.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that I didn't realize, and I loved, was that Daffy in the wet cement section of the trailer has a quick uh, shot with him holding Tex Avery's hand.
1: Yeah, like the old like the Walt and Mickey statue and Exactly.
0: Disney. Yes, and I love that. That's so cool.
1: Just trying to get to it. It's like it appears for one frame so it's like the hardest thing to ever get.
0: I'll post an image of it uh yeah. on the on the blog. Um mm-hmm and on the Twitter, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, if you're not following the blog, it's uh, podbean.com pod uh, backslash this means podcast. And the Twitter is, uh, at this means pod. Um, just so you can check our content out there and we'll be posting a lot of, of, uh, snippets and our favorite parts from the teaser so far. I and, also
1: noted um, that, um, like a few days before the animation magazine trailer, mm-hmm. I was, Someone had alerted me of, like, um, on Za- on Amazon, they were selling a Pain in the Ice shirt from one of the shorts um, shortstone in Annecy. And then that led me to discover, like, all that winter stuff you were seeing going around Twitter.
0: Yes. Uh, are you getting any of that?
1: I got the Pain in the Ice shirt. Since the rest of it was holiday-themed, I decided I'll wait till Christmas.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Pain in the Ice is the first short that features Eric Bauza doing his Tweety voice mm-hmm. uh which I cannot wait to hear. And oh, do we he hear a little so bit of it in the trailer? It
1: in the trailer too. Like like I thought I taught a putty Tat as with Bauza that sounded like it's had like a a very certain type of energy but I don't think Mel ever did sort of. I taught- and
0: I love uh, Sylvester's uh, seeing Tweety in his eyes, and then it turns into the the chicken leg. Yeah,
1: That was a that was a pretty clever like little transition with the tongue. I love that.
0: Um, so let's transition uh, into some people behind the scenes that we want to highlight. Um, Joey Caps starting off. Uh, he's an animation director, and mm-hmm. he posted a thread when
1: this draw. Well, I believe it was like Toonho Chris and. That did it and um, Oh that's right. He he basically just highlighted like every crew member that has that's on social media or specifically Twitter. Yes. And of course it goes into the um to Pete Brownguard who we mentioned earlier. From Uncle Grandpa. yeah he, he like did a catapulting few things. all that at least he was on Chowder for a while. While pitching Uncle Grandpa, he did a brief show called Secret Mountain Fort Awesome, which I believe came because they didn't want to do an Uncle Grandpa show, but they liked the monsters in the pilot. And he was also on Futurama. So he's definitely had a lot of experience with doing stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good resume. And he obviously has an affection for these characters and wanted to do something that harkened back to what Mm -hmm. Chuck Jones and... Fritz Freeling and everybody back in the day were doing, and I just, you know, I applaud it. I'm really glad to, you know, Mm -hmm. witness this uh, refreshing Mm -hmm. uh, revitalization
1: of these characters. Alex Kirtland, which I briefly mentioned because of those backgrounds, he was an art director on a lot of shows. He was at one point the art director on the Paul Rudish Mickey shorts. He worked on Wander Over Yonder, designing various space creatures. He was also on *My Life as a Teenage Robot* as the art director.
0: Okay.
1: So this cool. guy definitely has a very stylized resume, and I believe it definitely shows in some of the backgrounds, like especially the *Pest Coaster* segments where Bug is on the roller coaster.
0: Yeah, those backgrounds are incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it didn't, and it doesn't look too far off from what, what his past work was, but that isn't bad. He really is talented with designing. Uh, what was his name again? Um, Alex Kirtland. Kurt Okay, I'm gonna be butchering a lot of names. <laughs> it's
0: all good. Um, there there's another background artist I wanted to highlight, which is Ahmed Gamal. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh-huh. And uh, he is working on these backgrounds as well. And and just to highlight the backgrounds, they're so lush, they're so vibrant, and yeah. they really show the world that the Looney Tunes inhabits uh-huh. is livable. Like I and said last time, I
1: really, really loved those, those backgrounds in Dynamite Dance and Monkey Bird and all of that.
0: And uh, Monkey Bird. I can't wait for people to see Monkey Bird. I'm surprised uh, it hasn't come out yet.
1: Um, I, I saw the one, like one second clip of Porky in it.
0: Okay. It's like oh, a yeah. of the costume. It's uh, such a good parody of Indiana Jones and, and the, uh, the adventure uh, aspect that Porky and Daffy go on and uh it's it's so good um, but mm-hmm. the the backgrounds and the character animations are just mm-hmm. phenomenal and uh, I know some people were talking about mm-hmm.
1: the in-betweens uh, yeah the in-betweens that? were definitely heavily discussed these pa- like this is being recorded the day after the trailer came out but I'm sure they're going to be discussed and I actually got a message ju- I actually saw a message just now from somebody that said that that it's it's basically be a method called redraw-based rate which essentially means um, I'm directly quoting this. Um, they redraw a lot of poses, facial expressions, etc. They use motion tweens to, to in between the actions, so it's sort of like puppet-like and an interesting blend between traditional 2D. Okay,
0: it and there is a bunch of
1: hand-drawn elements to this mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me because, of course, there's going to be some source that get more focused than others. Mm-hmm. And of course, not every short's going to be like a, a monkey bird. We know it's the first produced short, it's the first thing that that they all did, the first time Bowser, Bowser did Daffy for the shorts, and the first time Porky was done for the shorts. Right, and yeah, phenomenal work. Brown Guard said that the Porky and Daffy shorts got the best reactions, so it seems that for once they're upstaging Bugs, because they were also the first be- to be used interesting
0: but those characters were also
1: before bugs in yeah. the history of looney tunes so it's interesting mm-hmm. to, for them to get their spotlight they used in they way. used a lot of interesting things like they used like tweety's big feet that he had in the Clampett trilogy in his first three appearances mm-hmm. and um then there's also i noticed that in a few scenes daffy's collar changed colors from like white to blue and he only had a blue collar once oh okay he it was, his, it was his first color appearance, Daffy Duck and Egghead.
0: So they're really mining the classic designs for these and yep. bringing in this, uh, well, mm-hmm. well, we're feeling like this retro feel to it. Uh, but mm-hmm. people from, you know, uh, the 90s and the 2000s who didn't grow up with the classic shorts, they're mm-hmm. uh, they're getting a whole new revitalization of all of this because <laughs> they're seeing it for the first
1: time. That My cousin my youngest cousin didn't watch bugs when he was like very little. And once I was just watching it and he asked if he could join, we were, I was watching Rhapsody rabbit and he really enjoyed it. Nice. Well, definitely gonna be they hold up. Definitely so showing these he, to some of it, him.
0: And hopefully also, this allows people to go back and watch the classics as well.
1: They're also going to be on HBO max. I tried looking up to see what would be on, but I believe most numbers came in that it would be most of the restored golden collection ones. And platinum collection, restorations.
0: So one of my favorite parts about the golden collection are the commentaries and yeah, the additional really special features. really hope there are
1: commentaries for these. I hope so too. That would be incredible. I did research on HBO Max. There's going to be, interestingly, podcast on the service about mm-hmm. the production of shows. So we could be learning a lot more about these in the future.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another uh, artist i want to highlight is mike Polinski. uh he is a storyboard artist and writer yeah, on the show talking
1: about him earlier he was the guy who did the that's it joke
0: yes uh so i you know i really love that joke i feel like it was the highlight of this the trailer
1: a great highlight at the end that sort of like yeah. that could break audiences apart
0: mm-hmm. um it's you know, harkening back to it's a it's an old time visual, but a new time mm-hmm. or a, a modern
1: joke. Um, yeah, it's def- it's definitely like a good meta joke. Yeah. They were always doing fourth wall jokes, of course, mm-hmm. but that one just sort of breaks it because of how timeless that line has become. That you could do it. That you could do a joke on it in the shorts.
0: Exactly. So I hope there's much more of his writing and his ideas yeah. <laughs> in these, um, which is cool. Uh, and then I also wanted to highlight Ariel Phillips. She's a storyboard artist and character designer. Yes,
1: I believe I believe she also goes by Sprinkle Monster on on Twitter. Yes, so you may know. So you may know where is that? She was at, She was previously on SpongeBob doing like all the really expressive ones that they've been doing recently. Okay, cool. They brought like a. They brought a few. I believe they also brought Caroline, director, who who worked on the series for about. A year and a half. I actually do own some of her drawings. Really expressive, really cute stuff. Definitely seems like they're really trying to go for the expressions.
0: Yeah, especially with that uh, Sylvester and Tweety segment. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of expression uh, in those faces, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is great because those characters don't have a lot of
1: dialogue. So their main motivations come out through their face. And this is a personal opinion of mine. Like seeing the Marvin stuff, I believe his design actually peaks in this because of the eye size that make him like really expressive.
0: Oh, that may be true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that,
0: but but yeah, yeah. and and I love Marvin's design.
1: Uh, yeah, he never... Marvin has like a really interesting design because he has no mouth, and right. you can only really t- like if you if you ever look into him, like they have to convey most of his expression through body and his eyes. Mm -hmm. So, really having those eyes really big makes him very expressive in a sense.
0: Almost childlike.
1: Yeah. Oh, goody, goody.
0: But he never had yellow gloves, and he's having yellow gloves in this.
1: Yeah, he never had. I believe. Actually, I think he had yellow gloves in the first short instantly he appeared in. Oh, did he? He might have. I
0: thought he didn't.
1: Mm Hmm. Let me Mm -hmm. go back and check. Yeah, I'll go check. So. Another thing that happened last night was that, like at mid at midnight for me, um, another artist I'd like to highlight was, um, um, like who I mentioned earlier, Mike Rocco. Um, he um, he voices Beaky as well. Oh, he did have yellow gloves. Oh, he did. Oh. So back so back to what I was about to say. Cool. He posts like a video of him and his Beaky puppet reacting to a trailer. You've <laughs> got to see it; it's hilarious. He just.
0: Uh, is- I did. It was it was really funny.
1: Yeah. Oh oh, oh, no. oh, 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 oh. Funny. <laughs>
0: Uh and Buzzard Beaky has been uh, definitely approved of this uh, of the new roster. So yeah. we're gonna get a resurgence yeah, of like, him as well.
1: I remember in the um, conference they had in October, they put they had like a photo of like a lot of characters that had like Cecil and Beaky was in it in one pose. You right. could just like see like they also had Sam Sheepdog in interestingly so it seems like they're really trying to go for like characters people have not known about and some of them will, and try and get rid of some of the less iconic ones like the one character i do want to see is foghorn leghorn though you're right me too and okay. i feel like he's gonna be in this yeah i did note that they listed jeff bergman for fog so which definitely means he will appear
0: mm-hmm. and uh so jeff bergman has done which characters so far
1: um, the only characters I know that he's doing are Elmer, Foghorn, and Sylvester. Okay. So yeah, that, I mean,
0: that would make sense for him to do yeah, Foghorn. Yeah, he definitely well.
1: has been, he's definitely been a very long time voice actor. He's been voicing the character since Mel passed away.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know he's been with the franchise for a long time.
1: I know. I can't blame, I can't blame him. He. It's definitely a lot of fun to him, I can tell.
0: Yeah, and you, you know, obviously mm-hmm. have to have an affection for these characters to, to stick with it mm-hmm. that
1: long. But um, that's great
0: that he's still on this uh, on this new mm-hmm. revitalization
1: they, of it. I believe that also with Bowser for for the first time doing like Bugs and Daffy for like a very major thing outside of Worlds and Mayhem. I believe they also brought Frank Tash, Tasha Moore, who did Sam during during new Looney Tunes, because um, Maurice Wilmarsh had to, had to retire because he c- could not do the voice anymore. Oh, okay. It just turned too much. He doesn't do a bad Sam actually
0: yeah no i i enjoyed it mm-hmm. in the small snippet that we've heard
1: <laughs> the arm wrestling match yeah i won. i wonder if that'll be available on launch it definitely interested me a lot yeah because like we said earlier there's like a no guns policy but it definitely mm-hmm. seems like they're getting around to pretty pretty creep in a very creative way without making it distracting
0: Right, and we know these characters have guns and have used them in the past a lot, mm-hmm. so it's kind of they nice to see them. They weren't always the major
1: focus, of course, because right. characters often did things based on their brains. Or the setting. Mm-hmm.
0: Because yeah, in like... Buccaneer Bunny, I believe Sam doesn't uh, usually use his guns. I think it's more a sword play and, like, mm-hmm. uh, trapping him in all mm-hmm. kinds of weird devices. And, of course, cannons. Yeah, cannons. Prepare
1: to defend yourself,
0: from Ship. Charge! Retreat! <laughs> Lots of cannons.
1: Reading this thread, like Chris definitely has like a very big affection towards all the staff he worked with. Mm-hmm. So I like this. I like this one a lot about Eric. I remember an executive telling me if Eric ever got Eric got sick, it would send Cartoon Productions back for months. He's the Mel Blink of our generation, and seeing that he boy— that he's voicing two of our most important characters. That's definitely very true in a sense. You watched Monkey Bird and you said that like, Eric's performance is really good.
0: Yes, it is. It's incredible. And mm-hmm. from what I hear, it's only gonna get better as he gets more familiar with the character yeah, of said Daffy. Yeah, he
1: yesterday, like he gets better over time.
0: And it's incredible what he's already done with the character. So mm-hmm. whenever Monkey Bird comes out, people are gonna lose their minds <laughs> when he's they done, hear like, Daffy.
1: He's like voices a few times like little things on the internet and like a p a few psas so we've definitely heard him do these character characters before and it's definitely gonna be exciting to keep hearing them and hearing him get better the crazy thing is i don't even wear clothes and porky is uh bergen
0: is yeah bob bergen is uh doing bob an incredible bergen, who, incredible job been
1: doing, he's been doing porky i think i think except for like like one time for the 2003 shorts that never got properly released i believe that was billy west doing porky that's the only time they um they didn't use bergen for like the past 20 years wow well he obviously
0: kills it in this and yeah, it's it's going to be so fun to watch him because he's so familiar with the character already mm-hmm. and he's just get to go wild mm-hmm
1: I remember on Ask the Pig, he he talked like a lot, and he definitely is very passionate about voicing the pig. And I know once he said on Twitter he wanted to be Porky since he was five. Yeah. So he's definitely been with Porky for a very long time. Living the dream. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So I wanted to uh, go through some questions, if Mm -hmm. you don't mind. Uh, I'm just gonna throw out questions that people might be having after seeing Mm -hmm. this.
1: I think I can answer a lot of questions. I've definitely done a lot of research. Awesome. Me and my friend, we wrote a um, – there's a Google Doc, I should have shared it with you, that highlights the entire history of, of all of this
0: these. production? or yes, of, of all okay. this
1: production that's public.
0: Awesome. When are we getting these shorts?
1: We are getting these shorts next month, May 27th, which is a Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, and how long are they? They will be, I think, Dynamite Dan- – Dynamite my dance was about nine, was about a minute long in total length if we don't count the intro and the outro mm-hmm. but i believe they can range from the typical seven minute lineup to about to about one minute so i would imagine that they said that there would be 80 11 minute episodes so i'd imagine they would package about two to three so two to three shorts in yeah, 11 so minute 11 chunks minutes, which definitely sounds like a good bargain i would imagine they would have like at best 10 at the, at the launch, but we don't know for certain. Okay. And Mm -hmm. we're
0: going to be getting new shorts every week. Correct.
1: I'm not certain about that. I've heard a rumor about it. Okay. And if it, if it is true, it'll definitely convince people more and more to buy the service. Right. Like I'm, I, I, I will, I will confess I am a bit of a businessman. I've studied marketing. And the idea of having it free to all HBO Go sub- subscribers automatically means there will be 10, 10 million people on the platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So definitely be, if definitely these shorts are very watched because HBO Max already is going to have like a lot of people on it. It'll definitely be a big success. And perhaps we'll see more of these, more care into future productions.
0: Right. Cool. Which characters should we be expecting to see a return? We're going to
1: be... A, like I've heard i f- I've heard like a few characters – I I haven't seen anything on characters like Pepe and Speedy, mm-hmm. and I often feel those characters have been like used a lot in marketing or have had issues over the years. Like like Pepe with sort of like the Me Too movement and Speedy with stereotyping, which I mean is not true because Latin America really loves Speedy and considers him like a cultural icon there. Mm-hmm.
0: So and but they're still I, like the. A problematic nature behind both of those I mean, there's, characters there's somewhat sure.
1: problematic nature that could be debated but i'll discuss that another time okay so um, what characters sure. i do expect to see are sort of like of course the mainstays like like bugs daffy i really hope we see bugs porky sylvester Tweety, elmer but we're also getting a bit deep dived in because i know that alex talked in an interview about about brain obscure characters like peep Puma beaky Hubie and birdie back
0: mm-hmm.
1: great so we don't know who's voicing those characters but it sounds like a really fun time the more the merrier
0: <laughs> if you will <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: the more um, the merrier melodies
0: exactly exactly and uh that so that's really exciting so we're getting a bunch of new mm-hmm. characters a bunch of new shorts how many shorts in total do we know about so far
1: um i believe like they said a thousand minutes a thousand minutes is definitely a lot. A thousand I minutes? Noticed, I didn't know that. Like, a thousand minutes, like, I noted that. Like, even at the pitch, they said they were, when when Brongar was first the idea of leading the series, they said a thousand minutes, which sounds like a lot, which definitely explains why it's been two years, and we've only seen 90 seconds. Right. It takes a lot, <laughs> long time to produce a thousand minutes of, of any, like, content. That takes a long time.
0: I've seen a bit more uh, just because curse was about three to four minutes Mm -hmm.
1: and yeah,
0: I, I could watch that endlessly on loop. So it's, it's not only like short form content, but it's high quality, short form content. So you're getting a lot out of it. And obviously they're hiding a bunch of influences and, um, parody or, um, uh, reflection of the past in these and it's really fun to see what homages they pull
1: the throwbacks definitely sound like a lot of fun say like um i believe there was one called basket bugs which got a lot of good reception at anisee which is sort of like like a mockery of space jam i tried rewatching it for a second time my overall status on it is that it isn't too bad if it's a typical basketball movie if it didn't feature the characters but it's sort of unwatchable for a second time
0: you're talking about space jam right
1: yeah, so oh, okay. Basket, Bugs, Basket <laughs> Bugs is sort of like a parody of it, but sort of cool. like mocking it. Yeah, I've heard about and that one. And it definitely sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to see more Bugs content for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, animation-wise, there are obviously Forestry. 2D and some...
1: I, I, I could definitely see there was like one CGI scene in Pest Coaster when he was going up. That definitely looks like it was sort of like a mix of like 2, 2D text extreme 2D texturing and just 3D to make it move up.
0: Right. And and so we have puppet and modeling. I believe they
1: did that on a few of the Rudish Mickey shorts. You can definitely see it in a few of them that they did right. that. Yes. So it's probably so it's definitely more of that Alex Kerline influence probably okay. and to try and make it look 2D. Definitely they're definitely trying to push boundaries on some shorts like like Pest Coaster, Monkey Bird and Wet Cement. Mhm. And hmm there's probably Going to be like more shorts in that vein. Like, I'm sure all the Annecy shorts. I did know with the tweening that there definitely were some shorts that didn't use it. Like, I believe like the three shorts I just mentioned probably aren't going to use it because they were Annecy shorts. And the Annecy shorts were meant to be like some of their most ambitious completed ones. Right. But I could see future shorts not using it. And of course, as we know, there's two composers. I would imagine with like some like using the live orchestra, which is definitely a novelty for this series.
0: Correct, and it's harkening mm-hmm. back to what you know Carl Starling did back mm-hmm. in the 30s and 40s I, and 50s. Yep. But what I loved about the ambition here is that we are getting new animation styles that are mm-hmm. a mishmash of old styles, mm-hmm. just pushed together. And I
1: definitely did note. I definitely did note a lot of things when watching. Like I noticed something. That I had also heard another anonymous source that definitely seemed true and I can definitely think is true now Which is that char- character color palette changed based on background atmosphere. Oh Which that's cool. like if you look at the photos, if you like it's some photos of Bugs his fur color changes Depending on background like in mummy dummy. It's brown and in like that one with with Elmer with the axe. It's blue
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So definitely it definitely seems true Okay I'm excited to see that.
0: Something to be aware of Mm -hmm. (laughs) while we're watching.
1: Yep, it's, yep. They definitely put a lot of effort into changing the designs in each short. Like you could even see in the trailer that there were like, like in each Bugs appearance, it seemed a little different. And of course, costume variants definitely looks like there will be a lot like Elmer's clothes may change in every appearance.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Obviously, we're used to him wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: I noted and I
0: having him he, change I wardrobe is going to add a new layer his, to that.
1: He wore two different clothes. He wore uh, an employee outfit in Pez Coaster, and he had his traditional outfit in Arm Wrestling Championship.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. W- was there anything else in the trailer that stood out to you? Um. Hmm.
1: At the at the very end, there was like a little scene between Bugs and Elmer and ballet, oh. and i and I'm just so curious to see it.
0: I was actually curious if you noticed the Charlie uh, cameo, which I believe is um, the the hat that Bugs is wearing in the amusement well, park. that was
1: supposed to be Charlie?
0: I think so, because it looks similar to that dog's shape.
1: It could be him. It, it looked like Charlie could. to me. hmm That scene definitely had a lot of detail. I was discussing a lot because of the um, tweening thing, which I said I didn't mind, and some of the more limited stuff that they might have been doing in a few. Mm-hmm. I'm being so mesmerized by the background of this too. Like, like there's good, like it may not be the best animation, but but of course, Bowser's great line in that scene. place isn't kidding around. I am amused. And the detail on Bugs' pose and all the stuff he has, it definitely right. makes up for it.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just love all the little details. But yeah. The details but, yeah. in
1: the background, like, like the one color, rides and the people in the background they'd use two colors so these definitely are things that like i would also note that these are definitely art styles that would only be done in sort of like an hd sort of thing because you definitely will be able to see it all now right in some of the shorts they're a lot more vibrant with colors there might have been like issues with it because of course like the restorations because before they were restored that you may not have seen like all these colors which i believe affected the upa studio a lot because they would do they would do blue over blues, which just meant that you would see one color in poor prints.
0: Okay, who's UPA?
1: Um, United Production of America, they did, like, Gerald McBoing-Boing, Rudy Tutu, The Magoos. Oh, okay. I noted that. Cool. So I'm off, I'm excited to really see more backgrounds. I hope we get more Marvin shorts. They're also trying to, like, experiment a lot, like, with Wet Cement. Like, I heard it being done in, like, one take, which I believe... I believe the writer behind Mike Rocco, he's doing like a short and his spare time called Keep It Simple. And if you ever see the progress on it, it's pretty well done. And it definitely seems like he likes to do like a lot of pantomime action and sort of like doing things in one take. I had a friend who watched it and he said that definitely there was a lot of like pantomime action and all that. It sounded mm-hmm. really fun. Nice. I really hope
0: for the Marvin short, at least we get some uh, mm-hmm. homages to the Maurice Noble layouts. Yeah. You know those yeah, futuristic designs, like those big that big eyeball that follows Daffy mm-hmm. whenever in, the Duck Dodge, in Duck Dodgers.
1: It's kind of uh, a funny mix. Like Clampett and Jones are compared to like complete opposites in in style, but mixing like like some people say like the, the characters look a bit more Clampetized, but yet you also see like these very stylized backgrounds in some of them. Like yeah. like you're saying like Maurice Noble, that would be like kind of funny to mix these two styles
0: it'd be amazing because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really uh, push Looney Tunes into one box. You know,
1: mm-hmm. it's not like it definitely seems because... like it, most iterations. They they're always like on model or using one art style. This definitely stands out as trying to be like several styles.
0: Right. Which I love because back in the day they had different teams and obviously there were different eras of these characters and their personalities. And now we're just getting a mixed mash of like all of them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm hmm. All right, cool. So that will conclude our questions and answers, mm-hmm. and I think that will conclude uh, this episode. Is there anything else you wanted uh, to add?
1: Um, I kn- there was also another HBO Max trailer release which contained um, like two scenes, like one Wily e. Coyote clip and, and another part of that Bugs Ballet thing. I think. Oh. Okay. But I would yeah. also recommend checking that out. It's about it's like at the thirty nine second mark.
0: Okay. Cool. I will and link that in the blog as well.
1: I'm sure. We're. I'm sure that there will be more commercials that can include, that can include more clips, if not if not more content before launch. But I'm not sure about that. If there's going to be more, it would be interesting.
0: We didn't highlight Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote specifically, but I did want to uh, shout out to their character designs. That they are super on point, and I love yeah. all of the aspects of the, uh, the hand drawn look of the explosions. Yeah, the,
1: and yeah, I own. I got before absolute cult closed their website which contained like a bunch of shirts from the new short they closed it down so you can't buy any besides the non-holiday shirts which i found on zazzle as i said earlier so it definitely seems like they're trying to like go with like a very like sort of what exaggerated in a sense with um d- with detail but it definitely looks really nice
0: yeah i, I dig it i like it a lot all right cool uh well thank you looney arts for an sc yep. for being on uh people can find you on twitter at looney arts
1: correct yes and instagram as the art of looney tunes i post whenever i feel whenever i feel like there's something interesting i want to share so mm-hmm.
0: more active on twitter definitely follow looney arts and you can follow this podcast mm-hmm. on this means pod on twitter at this means podcast on facebook and instagram all right mm-hmm. everybody Uh, hope you have a great day stay safe out there wash your hands Mm -hmm. or well wear yellow gloves and that's it